0: Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Compass Concierge. I am going to continue my episode nine because on episode nine, I promised you that I was also going to tell you a little bit more about what you can expect on your first 90 days here in Thailand once you've kind of unpacked and got settled down. I didn't, I actually ran out of time and I didn't have a chance to add that. So I wanted to add that as a sole and separate episode because there's really a lot to talk about. In this episode, I want to save you a lot of time on, especially on the shopping part. Is a lot of people when they're moving to a different country, and I've moved to so many different countries, I always bring stuff, some of the stuff that I love, some of my favorite things abroad, not knowing that there are the same products abroad. So no no need in lugging all this stuff across the across the ocean and or there are better alternatives. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about your transition. Uh, What are some of the things that you're probably going to think of? What are some of the things you're going to do? And also some things when it comes down to immigration and also uh, potentially uh, what are some other, should I say, some short-term getaways and exploration trips that you can do within these first 90 days. And the reason why I said 90 days is when you first come here, Most likely you're gonna be here between 30, 60, or 90 days while you're working on your retirement visa or your Thai elite visa. That probably won't be ready by the time you get here. And when you get here, you're probably going to when you when we sit you down, excuse me, with one of our immigration, immigration attorneys, they'll help you decide on what's a better option for you. If you have the money, the Thai Elite visa is definitely the best. And we can talk about that a little bit later. So the very first thing is, is that coming to Thailand, you're going to obviously get your keys, you know, move into your new exciting home or homes. And one of the great things about our service is all the homes that we're going to buy for you is going to come fully furnished. And if it doesn't come fully furnished, we're going to... Uh, it's up to you because a lot of clients of mine really don't like to take the time to do that. Um, all the furnishings are either done, obviously they're they're very well designed homes and the furnishings match the motif and you do have a couple options that we can give you directly from the developer or from the homeowner. But the other option too is if it comes unfurnished, if you want, if you're more happy, if there's something you wanna do, you can come here and then we can take you shopping for all the furniture. But if you don't want that inconvenience, uh, we also have interior designers and we can take care of that problem for you. So when you come here, it's just a matter of getting the keys, uh, you know, signing all the paperwork, getting your deed. Here in Thailand, you actually do get a traditional paper deed. And there are good things about it. Actually, there are no bad things about it, but there are good things about it. And one of the things that I love about having a, a the very traditional paper deed is when it comes down to asset protection, is that when you buy an asset here in Thailand, It's not like, it would be so hard for someone from another country to try to nab your asset here in Thailand because there are so many different provinces and so many different municipalities. They would really have to know exactly where your home is, go to the municipality, know the address to try to find out uh, your ownership of the property. That's next to impossible. Uh, So everything is done very manually. And for asset protection, to me, that's a tremendous advantage. Uh, So that's why I tell people, especially some of the athletes that I work with, is that, you know, when you, because athletes have a high rate of divorce, (laughs) is that when you're buying an asset here in, in, you know, in Thailand, before you got married, it's pretty much ironclad and untouchable. And obviously, if you want more information about that, we can always put you in front of one of our estate planning attorneys. So, when you first move here and you get your keys, what are your next steps? You have the keys to your home. Your home is full, uh, fully furnished. You're probably going to want a little knickknacks because obviously we're furnishing the big stuff for you. You know the dining set, the the you know the living room, family room, TVs, electronics, bedrooms, bathrooms. But you're gonna want the little things: pots and pans, dishes. We can provide that for you. we we have. No problems in doing that for you. But sometimes homeowners have a certain type of kitchen utensils they want. And again, little knickknacks like soap, toothbrushes, stuff like that. So what I'm trying to say is, unless you have a unique product back home, leave it. There's no reason for you to bring it. I made that huge mistake and I've made the mistake so many times. Well, I didn't make it so many times. I made it when I first moved here because when I first moved to Costa Rica... Costa Rica doesn't have quite the shopping and quite the merchandise, the sort of merchandise like here in Thailand, because obviously we're close to China. I mean, anything in at any brand name, you can get here. Central America, especially in beach communities, it's less impossible. So you have to lug in your favorite soaps and whatever little things from back home. Even like I remember, like I love to cook, kitchen utensils, like I like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, all clad. I love all clad because it's just, they make the best pots and pans. So I really couldn't find that at that time when I first moved to Costa Rica back in 2002. So I brought that back from the States. You don't have to do that here. We have Calphalon, we have All Clad, we have Nespresso machines, we have Jura automatic espresso machines and coffee machines, uh, we have Keurig machines. We have all your name brands of toothpastes and soaps. And one of the cool things, that I actually did that. I have soap when I first moved to Thailand. I lugged all that stuff here. Toothpaste. Uh, you know, brush heads for my Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, soaps. And it's, it was just ridiculous. I, I don't know why I did that, but I did that. Not knowing that all that stuff is here. But one of the great things about Thailand is they have holistic... Um, alternatives for an example i really like tom's toothpaste uh, because it's all natural but they have similar all natural toothpastes that are actually better and and they have and soaps a little thing like soap i love soap and the soaps are natural herbal soaps here oh you can't find anything like it in the states and they're so cheap they're like you know 35 cents 50 cents and they just smell so good and they lather really well. So what you're gonna do is to buy these little things. Is we're gonna take you shopping. Uh, for example, if you're in Bangkok, we're gonna take you to some of the mega malls. For example, one of the place, great place to get little knickknacks is IKEA, and we have an IKEA in Bangkok. And IKEA in this uh, shopping area called the Mega Bangna. There's also a big C. So big C and Tesco is kind of like our versions of super Walmarts. And when I mean super Walmarts, they're bigger than Walmarts. Uh, Some of the the Tescos and big Cs are like three stories. Even though they have your main big C or Tesco in there, but inside you have all sorts of different stores and you have food courts. I mean, they're huge. But in these uh, big Cs and Tescos, there's everything imaginable from groceries to fresh-pressed juices uh, to clothing to electronics. But I'm assuming that there are some cool things that you're probably going to want from Ikea. And another equivalent Ikea, if you want more furniture or furnishing stuff, is what's called Living Index. And Living Index is our Thai version of Ikea. And we have a couple other uh, versions of that. Then if you're going to want other let's just say, uh, hardware stuff. Uh, We have our version of Home Depot called Home Pro, and we'll take you there too. But trust me, there's no reason to lug any of that stuff unless, like I said, there's something so unique like a face cream. Well, not even face cream, because remember this, ladies especially, is that Asians make some of the best face creams, and some of the best face creams come from Japan and come from Korea. You can get those here. Uh, if you're not aware, and I'm assuming that you're aware, uh, Koreans have some of the best facial products in the world. And they are just world-renowned for their just, their just their face. And you look at Asians, too, especially Asian women's, it's flawless. So, ladies, the facial care uh, products here is far superior than what you're going to get in the States. Bring some if you need it. But I guarantee you, you're going to find an alternative here that's going to be a lot better. Uh, Leave your coffee machines at home, even your favorite Nespresso machine. Don't worry, it's here. It's going to cost a little bit more. It's probably about 20% more, uh, but just leave it back at home. The only thing is, is that if you are a Nespresso fan or a Keurig fan, the capsules, let's just say, if you want to get name branded Nespresso machine with the capsules, it's here. Same with Illy. If you want to get an Illy machine and the capsules, it's here. But if you want to get the third party, uh, let's say, Curie capsules, Nespresso capsules, you should bring that from back home. You're not going to get the white assortment like you would. Uh, But trust me, if you're just buying straight Nespresso capsules, it's definitely here. And I'm trying to think what else is there. Uh, Electronic stuff, that's really the only thing you want to bring. Uh, Telephones, uh, TVs and stuff, obviously it's here. And it's super freaking cheap. I bought a killer uh, Samsung, what is it, 75-inch TV. It was like 20% cheaper than it was in the States. Uh, It was just one of those smart TVs. The only thing that you're really going to want to bring here is high-end electronics. I'm talking, especially Apple products. Anything that's Apple, bring it from the States. Because it's going to cost... Uh, anywhere from thirty-five to fifty percent more. If money's not an issue, then just you know buy it here because we have, we have actually one of the largest, most beautiful Apple stores uh, in the world is actually located here in Bangkok. It's located at the um, the new Icon Siam uh, department store, or should I say building? And then they're actually going to build a brand new Apple store, which will be the world's largest and the most beautiful Apple store, which is going to be at Central World, which is also in Bangkok. So if you're going to bring, you know, MacBooks, laptops, iPhones, uh, what else? Um, Apple TVs or anything electronic like that, bring it from the States. But if money is not an issue, which for a lot of you it isn't, you can just buy it here, and then <clears throat> when it comes down to wattage, uh, I made the, <laughs> I made that mistake too. You would think that someone who travels as much as me would not make these kind of stupid mistakes. So I, I like to make shakes, you know, because I'm a fitness guy and I like to have my protein shakes, and I really really love my Vitamix. I have it all. I have Vitamix and a Blendtec, and my uh, my Magic Bullets. I, I love all that. And obviously I didn't want to bring a Blendtec or a Vitamix uh, because I just know that it would burn out the motor because they're 110. So I'm like, I was at Costco uh, when I was back in the States and I saw the um, the Magic Bullet. And it was like on sale for like 29 bucks. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. It's small. I could put it in in our beach condo. So, uh, not not even thinking about the water. So I bought it. I brought it. I lugged it all the way here. Plugged it in, and because it's not rated for two twenty, and then I started. It just burnt it out. Gone. Done. It was dead. Dead at arrival. So we have uh, the versions of Blendtec, and we have our little Magic Bullet stuff blenders. We have that. You can buy that at Big C, at Home Pro, at Tesco, uh, even at. Uh, we have our version of Best Buy. Uh, which is called Power Buy. And we have that here for all your electronics, your phones, any sort of gadgets. And I made another mistake too. So I'm a coffee fanatic. I love coffee. I I don't need the caffeine, but I just love the taste of coffee. And I love rich, bold espressos. I drink probably... I would have two espressos in the morning and then I'll use that one in the afternoon and then have one after dinner. So I, at the time... I had Illy machines in my house in the States because Illy does make better coffee in espresso. Uh, the pods are bigger; they're a little bit richer, uh, but they cost a little bit more. But they're, it's better coffee. So I bought a brand new Illy capsule machine. It's I think I think it's called the Air Air Espresso Machine. And and again, just not even thinking about it, not even thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know where to get this because I just moved to Thailand. And I mean, when I just moved, I mean, I my first trip to th- Thailand was I was here for thirty days, and then I went back to the states for through like three or four weeks, came back and bought a place. So I'm like, okay, they're probably not going to have Illy machines and espresso machines. So I brought a brand new Illy espresso machine, plugged it in, and then turned it on, burnt it out, dead on arrival too. And uh, so those are two pieces of equipment. That lugged all the way from the States. And one of the nice things is is that um, I was um, 1K. uh, I was a a 1K Premier at at United, uh, which I don't fly United anymore. I'll tell you that a little bit later. Asian carriers are a lot better. So with having 1K status, I was allowed three pieces of luggage at, I think at uh, 50 or 60 pounds each. So I would bring three suitcases and my hand carry and a backpack. So I, it was always packed to the hilt. Uh, but two huge pieces of equipment that I lugged, which is completely unnecessary, I killed them. So that's a bummer. So please don't do that because the options are here. Uh, there is, if you prefer Illy, there is an Illy uh, cafe that sells the equipment. I think is some of the mega malls like M Quartier. And uh, there's another mall... I think at the Paragon they also have one, but trust me, it's here, and they're obviously rated for uh, 220 volt, 220 volt. So keep that in mind. If it's not dual wattage, it's very, very important. Even hair dryers. I did the same exact thing with a hair dryer. I'm like, what the hell? I'm just, I have an extra hair dryer. Uh, at, my, at the time, my hair was a little bit longer. I'm like, I'm gonna bring this little hair dryer, plugged it in, and that also, and I also killed it. So has to be rated 220 volt or dual voltage. Uh, so please remember that. So the only thing that you really need to bring other than yourself and some clothes, and some clothes, we're going to get to that in just a minute, is your electronics. So my iPhone, I, uh, I packed uh, a MacBook Pro, I packed a Apple TV, and, uh, and here's another thing too uh, that also uh, I killed. So I like my Apple TV, but I prefer my Amazon Fire Stick. I think Amazon Fire Stick has better user interface. And I'm assuming Roku is the same uh, when it comes down to interface. So I bought two Fire Sticks, actually three Fire Sticks. And I hooked one uh, for each bedroom in Bangkok and one in the living room and plugged it in and it killed it. Killed all three of them. Just not even thinking. I just assume because it's electronic, because most electronics, they have dual wattage. Like if, you, like you could plug in your iPhone anywhere. You could plug in your laptop anywhere because, because they're dual wattage. kill them. So how I combated that is what I did was the Amazon Fire Stick and the Rokus, uh, you can get another dongle that plugs in via mini USB and goes to USB to your TV. So your TV is powering the fire stick or the Roku stick as opposed to the outlet. That does work. That does work. It took me a while to figure that out. And it comes out of TV. Everyone loves TV. Especially if you're retiring, you're going to want TV. I'm going to give you the answers. Very first thing, I researched up and down for this. And I'm like, okay, uh, what do I need to do? What I need to do, what I found the best option I'm going to do, is to buy a Netgear Wi Fi router that's pre programmable and then subscribe to a, uh, an IP service, put an IP address, and then route it through this router that will direct me through a US server. Hope that makes sense. So I went to eBay. And I looked for routers that were already pre-programmed for a IP or VPN. And I bought it. Brought it here. Netflix was working fine. Uh, At the time, it was really only Netflix. Uh, This was, you know, back eight years ago. Everything worked fine. Then it died. So now I have, there are better options. And the options are, on my Fire Stick, you can subscribe as an app. Like VP, different VPN services, IP Vanish, VPN Pro, stuff like that. They're all pretty good and they're all super cheap. Like uh, I paid, I think, five years in advance, and I think it was like a, I could have swore it's less than a hundred bucks. Uh, most of these services only charge between a dollar to five dollars a month, but if you pay a year, two or three or five years in advance, there are always promotions. So what I did was I programmed or i downloaded the app i use i think ip it's ip pro or ip vanish and i downloaded it onto my fire stick and then i put in my all you have to do is put in your password and then you can connect it manually and you can connect it to whatever server you want you can connect the us server in different states like i connect to la connect to seattle and it works it works good But here's the problem. It doesn't always work for every single service. Netflix is great. Netflix, you don't need a VPN or IP service to use it here. The Netflix catalog here in Asia, in Taiwan, in Thailand, is far superior than the States. Because we get movies and TV shows that you don't have in the States. For an example, like Friends. The Friends catalog was so freaking expensive. They moved to HBO Max, but here in Thailand, we still get Friends, and also we get brand new movies before you do in Netflix in the States. Like right now in our catalog, we have um, we have what do you call it? Outlander, uh, the TV series um, that's up to season five. We have the brand new what is it? Uh, Jumanji. Wel- uh, level up. We have the new Grudge movie that we just watched. What else? Uh, you just better. You just get a better catalog. So you don't need. You really don't need a VPN to access Netflix. Netflix is the best service you can use here in Thailand. But if you want to get localized TV, localized channels, first of all, you can uh, use True. Uh, True. True is the best for internet, for telephone, and also for TV. You can subscribe, and just like Cox or CenturyLink or whatever it may be, you can, or TV, you can also get American channels. But if you choose not to do that, you can use one of his IP services, and you can use Sling. So Sling TV is awesome. I actually love it. Hulu does not work here. Um, there are a couple of VPN services that said they're going to fix it because they said when I subscribed to it, they said that Hulu would work, but Hulu does not work. Hulu does not work, HBO, uh, Showtime, any of those do not work. Uh, But Sling works. Sling works with any uh, VIP or these VP services or VPN services. Uh, It works very, very well. I'm able to get channels uh, from LA. I can, or, uh, yeah, mostly it's from LA. And it works seamlessly. So that's the whole TV front. If you're a streaming person, there are definitely options for you, but if you don't want to deal with it, just go to True, um, buy the American package, and you're good to go. And you're either either pond. So there's a package for the United States, and also there's a package for UK TV too. So either or. And I think those have one from Australia and New Zealand too. Other than that, there's really nothing else you need to bring. Now, just bring your clothes. Clothes is very interesting because I love fashion. I mean, it may be sometimes hard to believe because most of the time when you see my pictures, I'm just wearing (laughs) my Crocs or something or flip-flops on a beach or in a tank top. Uh, But I do like fashion. I like to wear nice clothes, and I have a lot of nice clothes. And you have all the stores here that's available to you in these brand names, but here's the problem. Americans, not just Americans... But Westerners <clears throat> seem to be a little bit bigger. Some are obese, some are just overweight, but Americans tend to be bigger. And when you're buying clothes here, even with the same brand name, if you were wearing medium back in the states, you're large here. Like, I'm an extra large here. <laughs> it just it uh, because. Thai people are so small, and obviously they don't make clothes that's going to fit the Thai people. So when it comes down to clothes, if you are larger, if, let's just say, especially if you're overweight, you're going to have a very, very tough time uh, finding clothes that's going to fit you. Uh, So it's best to bring them from the States or wherever you're coming from. But if you are normal size, a little bit on the thinner side, then you are not going to have an issue at all. Uh, I am not normal and normal because of my muscular structure. Because I have large shoulders, arms, and chest, and also my legs are big, I'm very hard pressed to finding clothes that fit me here. So I have to bring them from the states. But here's the great thing: street markets are wonderful. I love night markets, and night markets are like is like fashion galore. My wife shops all her clothes at night market as opposed to department stores because they're more fashion forward. So you can buy clothes literally at a fraction, but it's what's trending today. So you're that type of person. You want to go to these big night markets because there's tons of clothing uh, for ladies. For gentlemen, you're just going to find shorts and t-shirts and so forth. But when it comes down to, let's just say, elegant wear, uh, formal wear, one of the things I love about Thailand is the custom tailoring options. Gentlemen, if you are a suit person like me, you are literally going to flip of how inexpensive it is to get custom suits, shirts, slacks here, and you can customize it whatever you want. So I am a huge Tom Ford fan. Love Tom Ford suits. But the problem with Tom Ford is that I can't wear off the rack and off the rack suits, they're still like four to five thousand dollars because Tom Ford's made for a thinner person, not really for a more muscular person. And if you want a custom Tom Ford suit, you're talking seven to ten thousand dollars. And, and Tom Ford obviously has a very distinctive, very dis- distinctive patterner suits. You know the, the collars or, uh, are a lot bigger. Uh, they have three pockets. Uh, But there are certain distinctions in Tom Ford suits. But this is what I've done. Is that there are so many tailors here. So just like buying condos, there are so many developers, but not all of them are good. There are tons of custom tailors and the best are Indians. By far, the Indians make the best suits. And there are areas, not just in the mega malls, in the night markets, uh, but when you go out to like Nana... Nana is an area, it's like, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of bars and nightlife. It, it's really for the single guy. But also in the Nana area is a Middle Eastern and Indian area. So you're going to get some of the best Middle Eastern food and Indian food there. But also, some of the best tailors are there. But they're not all good. So what I want to do is, is that when you are ready and you want some custom suits, I'll take you to my tailor. And he will, they will customize it, whatever you want. So what I did was I customized four Tom Ford style suits, but I made my little differences. Obviously, I made them a little shorter because I'm kind of more pint size. Instead of two buttons, I did one button. I still opted for the three buttons. And then uh, I I kind of shortened the sleeves a little bit more and also the slacks too, made them a little bit more form-fitting. But everything, each suit with... 100 percent, I think, is it wool or something? Whatever the high, the highest end fabric there is that doesn't wrinkle. Each suit cost me what was it? I think it was like $300. $300 from for literally no, it's $400. Yeah, it's $300 because I bought I bought four suits for the same high end material and for the same look as a Tom Ford suit. And I may post a couple pictures and. They're gorgeous suits, and they fit perfect. They're able to fit my arms, my shoulders, uh, fit around my legs. Cause I also have very big calves. And here's a cool thing about most of these tailors. You can, uh, if you get fatter, skinnier, so losing weight, gaining weight, free adjustments, free lifetime adjustments. And men and women, you're going to love this too. So women, you can do the same exact thing. My wife, uh, she... Uh, She's very tall and very thin. She's actually an inch taller than me, and uh, and she's very thin, very long legs, and uh, so we basically cut out a couple of Dior style suits, which would be like five thousand dollar suits, and they replicated it to fit her. So ladies, whatever, and gentlemen, whatever suit, dress, jeans—I also—we'll talk about jeans in just a second. You could just bring it to a tailor. Say, can you do this? And they'll say, yeah, and this is how much they cost. A fraction of the price. Now, one of my biggest pet peeves is dress shirts. Dress shirts do not ever fit me because, and again, I'm, I have this typical Asian body. I have a long midsection. I have short little stubby legs. I have short arms, and then I'm muscular. I, I'm just like this, this weird mix, and it's so hard to fit anything. And I have a big thick neck, too. So when I'm trying to shop for a dress shirt, nothing fits. Because if I have to button up my my collar uh, to put on a tie, the arm length is too long. It doesn't fit. So that's why you never see me with a tie on. Plus, I don't like wearing ties anyway. I love wearing suits without a tie. So when when I'm buying off the rack, most of the time, they're just too tight on me. Because I don't want sleeves that are overly long. So I had custom shirts made, and oh, my God, they are just gorgeous. In different materials, you know, black with pinstripes, with, you know, with the just so many. I have, had, I have so many different shirts, and I have them in different lengths. So I also made dress shirts that I can wear with jeans. Because, you know, the problem with dress shirts is that they're, they're all, most of the time, they're too long. Especially if you want to leave them untucked, so I made dress shirts that are shorter that are made to be untucked, and it look better, and they're able to fit my and again my shoulders, my arms, and we actually had just for my my suit my suits I had to do at least three to four f- uh, fittings. My shirts, it was about three to four fittings too, and uh, they will do it. They would you could go there ten times if you're not happy, but they will do it, and they came out. Perfect. And once they have your size, you can call them anytime and send them something. Say, I want this made this way. I actually have a really cool suit um, that was worn by, I forgot what the guy's name is. He's an actor. He's a new Spider-Man. He's from the UK. And he was really cool, kind of kind of casual suit. Uh, it was red. Obviously, I don't want a red suit. But I want to duplicate the same exact suit in navy blue. And, uh, and there, there's not going to be a problem for them to reproduce it. So dress shirts, suits, ladies, um, suits, and also dresses can be done. And then now is jeans. I didn't think about this. So one time wearing my tailor, I'm like, hey, do you guys do jeans? They're like, yeah, of course, we do jeans. What do you want? So I said, I just want a black one and I want a navy blue one, but I want them, I want the material to be a little bit stretchy because of my legs. They're like, yeah, we have that fabric. And if you're looking at right now, uh, they advertise this a lot online, on Facebook, and also have a couple of TV commercials. If you want a custom suit, um, they do. you just take a picture with the app, and, and I guarantee it's still not going to come to the size you want. It's still not going to be as good. Then there's another company called Indochino uh, that does suits, and they're still semi-custom, but the materials are not very nice. But then with jeans, there are companies that are doing custom-fit jeans, but they're still starting at hundred dollars To $200 My custom fit jean $50 $50 Fits Perfectly Uh, It took me three Three fittings for that one Fits me perfectly Because I do like A little bit A slim fit But the slim fit uh, I I also like my jeans To to ride a little bit lower uh, Because I hate it when jeans Are like really high Like over the belly button Kind of feel like An old Japanese gangster and they did it for me. They did it for me. And it came out perfect. I've, it's two of my most comfortable jeans and the nicest jeans I've ever owned. And they're 50 bucks. And if you buy more, the more suits and jeans and clothing you buy, uh, the, the cheaper it gets. And there are a ton of, uh, of these tailors. I have a very good friend of mine. He's a doctor uh, in the Midwest. And uh, he, went to, he went to Thailand not just on vacation, but he also he needed a lot of suits. So I referred him to another tailor because he wants very, very ultra, ultra high, high end. And uh, he was extremely happy. I mean, they even picked him from the airport uh, and uh, they catered to him. And I think he bought like 10 or 15 suits. He's like, well, these, these things are amazing. So clothing, casual clothing, you might have to bring that from back home if you are a little bit bigger if you're overweight you're gonna to have to bring that back home uh, formal attire leave that back in the states unless something that you truly love and just have it made here because it is it's there's it's so nice. I mean the suit that my wife made that was a direct copy of a black Dior pinstripe uh, suit it it looked exactly like it but it fit her perfectly so now, see what else, what else is there? Other than that, uh, there really isn't anything else. Just, just don't, there's just don't bring your whole kitchen sink here. You know, when you're making a transition, and you, let's just say you're gonna still keep your home in the states for right now, you don't have to bring everything. Uh, you know, yeah, bring your little things. Like, if you got a Sonicare toothbrush you love, bring that, and bring an extra couple of uh, heads. But you can buy them here too. But if you don't want to bring it, you can buy Sonic here. There's, there's nothing that you really need to bring. Electronics, a few personal items, travel light, and everything can be handled here. Now, what what is the one thing that... Well, if you ask yourself, what is the one thing that I'm forgetting? Maybe there's something that is a necessity, or something about Thailand that I haven't thought about. Transportation is one. Depending on what group you're in, if you are, let's just say, more of a middle income and and you think you need to buy a car, I don't recommend it. Cars here are double the price. Exotic cars are three to four times the price. Uh, for an example, if, uh, if you want to buy a Ferrari California, uh, well, let's just say right now the newer version is the Ferrari Portofino. If you want to buy a Ferrari Portofino, it's going to cost you about $250,000 in the States. Here, it's going to cost you a million dollars. Yeah, million dollars. A Mini Cooper SUV, the Mini Cooper Countryman, which you can buy in the States for about thirty-five to 40000 new. It is considered a luxury vehicle here because it's close to $100,000 here. The only cars that aren't, that are slightly a little bit higher, maybe about 20 to 25% higher, are your typical import brands. Toyota, Honda, Nissan, uh, even, uh, what's another one? Mazda. But if you're going for luxury or even you think a European brand, that is considered luxury and you're going to be paying a premium for that. The reason why is because the, taxa- the taxation for these cars being brought into this country is extremely high. So if you are an individual where money is not an object and you want something nice, yes, we can certainly find those for you, but you are going to be paying double, depending on what type of car, your Mercedes S-Class. Brand new Mercedes S-Class is going to cost you about eighty dollars to $100,000 in the States. It will cost you about $200,000 here. Uh, same with Maserati, it costs you double the price. But when you look at brands like we have Bentley, Aston Martin, Rolls Royce, uh, McLaren, Lamborghini, Ferrari, what else? Uh, those are some of the dealerships that I've seen. It's going to cost you four times the price. So for the individuals that want to buy a car um, that can afford these type of things, I recommend going to forums. On Facebook, join expat Facebook, join Thailand expat groups. And there you will find some pretty good deals of expats that have worked in the country but have to leave. I've seen some pretty good deals. I've seen uh, great deals on cars that literally uh, should be selling for, let's just say, 25, 30000 And because they have to leave the country because they're being transferred out of Thailand, being sold half the price. So that is an option for you. But here's the one thing, too, about Thailand. If you're living in a beach area, like in Jomtian, Jomtian Patia, Hua Hin, having a car is okay. I would say, yeah, go get a car. Because it's easy to drive. But if you're living in Bangkok, I don't recommend it. There's Transportation is readily available. Uh, We have our version of Uber here, which is called Grab. You can have car service. Taxis run 24-7. The SkyTrain is clean and air-conditioned and inexpensive, and it runs from, I think, from 6 a.m. till midnight. Transportation in Bangkok is readily available. But if you need a car, and I would recommend definitely just be, uh, if you're not a good driver, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be really shocked at how people drive here in Thailand. Even though people are nice, but they definitely don't follow any sort of rules. And if you are thinking about getting a motorcycle, scratch off your list. It's the number one way to be killed here in Thailand is having a motorcycle. Even if you've been riding a motorcycle all your life, you will have an accident. You will have an accident. And it will be either fatal or it will be really, really bad. So please, please, I beg you, please do not, Ride a motorcycle, rent a motorcycle, to not buy a motorcycle here in Thailand. If you need a vehicle, just buy a car. So the next question is driver's license. How do you get a driver's license? Part of our service, we're gonna help you get that. Driver's license is very, very easy to get. <laughs> if you have a driver's license back home, you're gonna come here, you're going to take this ridiculous exam Uh, it's like a, it's like, remember taking driver's dead back in high school when you had the fake steering wheel and accelerator and then a brake. And then when, when the big screen, when it breaks, you break, when you turn, you turn, when you put on a signal, that's a test you're going to have to take. Then you take another exam, eye exam, and then answer a few questions. Uh, it's, it's a couple hours, uh, but we have a service, a third party that can do it in less time. Uh, So we can provide you with a driver's license here in Thailand. And having a driver's license is good to have uh, because it's good to have just another form of ID. So I I recommend everyone getting a driver's license. And then you're going to want to open... So that's it for cars. That's it for cars. If, Like I said, if you want a car, we can help you find one. Uh, We can help you with driver's license. Uh, We can recommend which insurance companies to have your car insured by. Uh, We can take care of all that for you. So now... Uh, the next thing is, uh, what is it? Uh, health insurance. Health insurance, there's many many different options here too. If you have medication from back home, obviously tell, talk to your doctor and let them know you're, going, you're moving to Thailand. So you, Or don't even tell them you're moving to Thailand. Tell them that you're going to Thailand but you're going to be there for two or three months. So can you have a script prescription that's going to cover for that length of time? So kind of stock up and have that in hand. But you have many, many cheaper options here. Uh, one of the great things about Thailand is your everyday drugs, there are drug wholesale shops we can take you to that you can get medication for super cheap many times without prescription. If you think you can get narcotics, you're dreaming. It's not going to happen. You, you, they will not sell Ambien. They don't sell Vicodin, Percocet, anything like that over the counter. So just like the States, that it's a controlled item. You cannot get that. But when it comes down to blood pressure medication, uh, you know, even some antidepressants, uh, you know, just stuff for maintaining your health, um, you can get that here. And it's you get it for really, really cheap. I mean, really, really cheap. One of the great things about Thailand, <clears throat> which I do plan to take advantage of it when I get older, maybe when I get to my 50s, is now you're seeing over the last decade a lot of these testosterone replacement clinics. And growth hormone replacement clinics. And growth hormone is good for men and women. Uh, it helps rejuvenate you. Uh, but testosterone, as men get older, obviously testosterone gets lower and lower. Uh, and it gets it can be kind of expensive. Growth hormone treatment, uh, you're looking at two between two to four thousand dollars a month. Testosterone replacement treatment for a guy, you're talking anywhere from maybe between two to maybe three hundred dollars a month. Uh, and that's not including ongoing testing well here they have those clinics, and it's a fraction of the price it's so much cheaper i looked at some of the advertisements of some of these hospitals that do it and uh testosterone, testosterone replacement jeez uh i'm sorry yeah that's that's all right. but a hundred bucks i'm trying to think i i, I forgot I think it's about a hundred bucks a month in Thailand, where in the States I think it's a hundred bucks a week. So, but whatever it is, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen pricing. But whatever it is, it's a lot cheaper here in Thailand. If you want to do any type of regeneration, growth hormone, stem cell, they can do that here. And some of the top hospitals, like Bum Grad. Um, there are some major, major hospitals, major brand names here that are very well known in Asia and the Middle East because like Brumengrad is very well known um, for very affluent, and very rich Middle Easterners actually come to uh, to uh to do major operations. My dad actually does his colonoscopy in Brumengrad, even though he's, he's insured, but he has found out that his co-pay in the States is higher than the actual full treatment for the colonoscopy in Brumagrad. So it's, it's a lot better. And rest assured, if you have underlying health conditions, you are going to be better treated here in hospitals in Thailand, especially in Bangkok and any of the major beach cities, than you are in the States. Less wait time, better doctors that are more compassionate, and also a fraction of the price. And there's health, uh, there's health uh, benefits or health insurance you can get. We can also recommend those for you if you like. Uh, but most of the time, I don't have health insurance. I just pay out of pocket. Uh, I try to stay healthy, but it's very, very cheap. I mean, if you listen to one of my podcasts in the past, my mom uh, came down to visit in Bangkok, broke her foot, and uh, you know, breaking a foot in the states, consultation, X-rays, uh, follow-up, crutches, whole nine yards. I would say. Two to three thousand dollars, maybe four thousand. Uh she was here, broke her foot, everything, including follow-up, forty dollars with crutches, medication, everything. Forty bucks. That was it. So you're gonna be take better taken care of and you'll feel a lot more comfortable with better doctors here. And here's a cool thing too, is that if you're sick or you have sniffles or something, you can walk into any pharmacy and all pharmacists and all doctors speak English. Tell them you're Walk to a pharmacy, you say, you know what? Uh, I just got off the plane. I, I think I caught a virus. Uh, okay, here you go. Here's some uh, amoxicillin, five bucks. Or here's, uh, here's a Z-Pack, 15 bucks. No prescription needed. And that is the nice advantage. When I first came to Thailand, uh, my friend Bonsai and I, we caught some kind of bug from the airplane. So we got sick and uh, it was some kind of flu bug. And uh, all we did, is we went we went next door to the mall, to the central mall. Went to the pharmacist. Uh, we got, uh, I think we got a Z pack. It was a five day Z pack, and it only cost us like ten bucks. And we're good, good to go. Didn't have to make an appointment with a doctor. Sit in the lobby. First of all, we make an appointment with a doctor. It's gonna take you two to three days to get there, because they're always booked. Then you sit in the lobby. Then you go into the then you go into the room. Uh, they tell you what's wrong with you, give you prescription, pay your copay, thirty to forty bucks. Then you gotta go to a pharmacy. Then you gotta wait for your prescription. They you gotta pay for your prescription. By the time, you know, two to three days have passed, and you're getting worse and worse and worse. We're here. Something wrong with you? Go to a pharmacy, get it taken care of right away. Same with a hospital. One of the advantages of hospitals in Asia is the level of service. I wish the U.S. hospitals had a little more care. When you go to hospital here, you are basically acknowledged within 10 to 15 minutes. I'm usually seen within 10 to 15 minutes. I'm not waiting in the lobby for one hour, then going to sitting in his room, either the doctor's room, and sitting for another 30, 40 minutes waiting for the doctor to come in. That just doesn't happen here. And then when it comes down to eye doctors, contacts, don't worry about that. You can take care of that here. Uh, other than that, I can't think of anything else. I think I've pretty much touched on everything. You know, the first 90 days is primarily going to be moving in, getting little knickknacks, getting accustomed to your homes. And uh, especially if you have a couple homes, let's just say if you have two homes, if you have one in Bangkok and let's just say one in the beach area, you're going to want to spend some time in each area. Then we'll want to take some time and we're actually going to show you around, show you the places where you go shopping, show you the golf courses, uh, show you. If you need to go to a gym, hospitals, show you all the things that need to be done in a couple of days. We can usually do that within two days. Show you how transportation works. Get all of it taken care of within a couple of days, and then when it comes down to other things like driver's license and health care, uh, it will be a couple more days in addition to that. And then your first ninety days, you're probably going to want to chill and just get to lay of the land, but. If you are, if you do want to explore other places, I would, I would recommend exploring just in Thailand. For an example, uh, going up north of Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is a gorgeous mountainous area, has the highest density per capita in Thailand for, for little temples. Uh, they have elephant sanctuaries. It's, uh, it's quite different than what you see down, in, down south. In Bangkok, we are down south. And then the other flavor, is a short getaway, is you can go to the island of Koh Samoy, or Koh Phi Phi, Koh is an island and there are many many islands throughout Thailand that you can actually visit and Phuket is, it, it, it looks like it's attached to Thailand but it is kind of a little, it, it's big island but you can also go to Phuket so I would recommend taking these like weekend excursions, uh, you can take a local airline like Tiger Air, Nook Air, well not Nook Air, they went out of business uh, or uh, Thai Airways or Air Asia, and you can find killer deals for like less than hundred dollars round trip, and spend like three or four nights down there. So that's probably what you would do within the first ninety days. And this is going out to anyone, whether you're a a person that's going there, and you're you know buying a fifty thousand dollar condo to the individual or the family that's going there to buy a $5 million penthouse. Your first nine days is going to be the same. You're going to be doing the same exact thing. And please take my word for it. I've done done this and i made so many mistakes and I just don't want you to do the same things that I did, that I learned the hard way. If there's something you need, that's what our service, that's what our team is here for. Just tell us. We'll find it for you, where we will educate you and tell you how, how it's done. You don't need to run around trying to figure it out yourself because it's a waste of your time. That's what we're here for. We have the expertise. We have the resources. So let us be of service. Other than that, that is it. I think that your first 90 days, uh, One of the, my first 90 days was, holy cow, why didn't I come here sooner? And I'm, I am not exaggerating. I mean, I am straight up telling you that when I first came to Thailand, when I first bought my place and moved here, I just kept telling myself, why didn't I come here sooner? Why did I waste so much time in Latin America? Why did I waste time in Southern France, in Spain? Why didn't I just come here? I've always heard about Thailand. The sad thing is, is that movies and TV shows make a mockery of Thailand. You know, they make, they make these, they do the stereotypes like, like Hangover, like, you know, of uh, hookers everywhere, people, you know, it's poor conditions. It is nothing like that. It is nothing like that. So that's why, when you come here, you're gonna, you're gonna agree with me. It is the best movie you've ever done. And the great thing too is is that when your family come and visit you, they're gonna fall in love with Thailand just as much as you. Your kids will absolutely love it. Thailand is great for all ages, you know, for 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 young kids, the beaches, uh, the food, the malls. Uh, it's 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 just a sight to be seen, and and all the different adventures. Just everything is so new because as Americans, really the only the only let's just say experience of being outside of America is being a Latin country. So you only truly understand outside of American lifestyle is maybe a Latin lifestyle or maybe even a European lifestyle, where Asian culture is completely different from all that. And it's gonna be something bright and exciting for everyone, everyone in your family. So I hope this was helpful. And if you have any questions, we can always jump on a conference call. And like I said in my last podcast, I'm going to leave you with this. Even though we are still under a lockdown, should I say is no-fly zone to other countries, I do believe that it may open up maybe in fourth quarter. But don't wait. If you are ready to move, have us start looking for you now because the Chinese and the Indians are. All the good properties will be taken because they're already negotiating, because now is the time to start negotiating for uh, these homes, because under this, under this pandemic, homeowners are willing to negotiate. When everything goes back to normal, when international tourists start coming back to Thailand, uh, let's just say uh, in, in Q1 and Q2 of next year, all the prices will rocket back to retail pricing. We're now the more willing to negotiate. So I hope that makes sense, and we'll see you in Thailand you